0: This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. On the second Sunday of Easter, the Church reads from John chapter 20, especially focusing on the resurrection appearance of Jesus to Thomas. For some reason, Thomas was not with the other disciples when Jesus appeared to them earlier. And so Thomas says famously, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. For Thomas the Apostle, it wasn't enough to hear of the resurrection from Mary Magdalene or from the others. These stories all must have sounded like wishful thinking or like people letting their emotions and hopes get the best of them. Thomas needed more. And so a few days later, when Thomas is with the other disciples, Jesus comes into the room and invites Thomas to touch his wounds. While we often describe Thomas as having a lack of faith, naming him Doubting Thomas in the tradition, for Thomas, this simply is his way of faith. It's a way that takes nothing for granted. It's a way that's willing to struggle, to look for truth deeply, to weigh the evidence, and only then move forward. In fact, it's really Thomas's desire for faith that moves him into the arms of Christ. Peace be with you, Jesus says. And Jesus offers himself, the resurrected body still bearing the wounds. The story doesn't tell us if Thomas actually touches the wounds. There's room for our imagination, artists through the ages interpret the scene differently and some show Thomas actually poking his finger in the side of Jesus. Others show a distance between Thomas and Jesus. But that distance is important to remember, I think. It's the same kind of distance as the one shown between God and Adam on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. It's a distance that doesn't represent separation, It represents movement toward one another. What crosses the distance is desire. What bridges the gap is God's desire for us and our desire for God. Too often, I think we hide our desire. The desire to desire shows vulnerability. It shows need and it it admits that I'm not complete within myself. And so it's easier for us as individuals, and and churches even, to show a veneer, uh, to present doctrines and rules and regulations and boundaries and hurdles. This is why I think so many people make a distinction between what they perceive as religion, the rules and doctrines that can confine and judge, as opposed to spirituality and openness to creatively and and with curiosity explore God. At our best, the Episcopal way encourages both a religious practice and a spirituality that grows and changes over time. Thomas Merton wrote a prayer that points to the space between us and God, the space in which we grow and move towards God. His prayer asks, My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. Imagine such a thing. The desire to please God in fact pleases God. Like with Mary Magdalene, like with Thomas, that would mean that our desire is enough. The Luke version of the Passion is one that we did not hear this year during Holy Week, but it has a scene that should always be at the heart of a vibrant Christianity. One of the criminals who is being crucified with Jesus asks him from the cross, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus tells him, Today you will be with me in paradise. It really is just that simple. Christ is risen for us all and reveals himself to all who look for him, who hope for him, who desire him. Christ is risen for the tearful. Christ is risen for the bold. He is risen for the dishonest and lazy, the broken and beyond repair. Christ is risen for those who are afraid and he is risen for those who doubt The Lord is risen for us all. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Today our church was blessed with uh, parishioner and trumpeter Charlie Johnson, who here plays, along with Cleve Kirsch, uh, Yesu, Joy of Man's Desiring.